because this is where you connect with the energy that is not physical and you find the authentic nourishment the metaphysical nourishment the internal spark your solar plexus your decision in your masculine mind what have you decided in this moment to focus your imagination upon what are you growing right now worrying about your food or love trying to get the answer or believing that you have it thinking that you don't have it or believing that it's within you believing that someone else has it or believing that you have it. which one are you in this is the practice the practice of being in belief of self in each moment Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we are about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What? is up ascenders my name is brian henry i'm the founder of together we ascend and the ascend academy over at togetherweascend.com and you're now listening to the awaken podcast a show in which we dive into some expansive insightful conversations to assist you and the planetary collective consciousness in ascending to higher expressions of awareness divine purpose and infinite potential could it be that the way that most are thinking about food and their health be the very thing that is preventing them from experiencing a greater sense of well-being and a higher expression of their potential? Could we be looking in the wrong place for authentic nutrition? Coach John DePass seems to believe so. An ex-bodybuilder turned holistic health and wellness advocate. Coach John teaches of a way about thinking about our health and living that flies in the face of what most others are sharing. So be prepared because you're about to hear him challenge what is being taught by the mainstream health industry and possibly very likely at least some of what you held as true. But maybe this isn't the full truth. And as you're about to hear him share, you have to be willing for at least a moment to put down what you thought you knew to discover something new. Here's John DePass on authentic nutrition and what they never taught you about nourishing yourself. Click that record button. This is where I say, again, my interest in having this conversation is very personal. Um, I, I want to discuss with you some personal things that I've been going through and thinking about. But it came up for me that my conversations with you are always something that I believe can be of support to another if they were 
to hear it. I think it's uh, it's quite a shame that we have some epic conversations and I end up hugging you for myself. So what I'd like us to be open to, not set in stone, but open to is if we both feel like this is, ends up being a conversation that is worth sharing with others. Well, then I want to welcome you for your first appearance, first official appearance on the Awaken podcast. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, you're waking me up with it. I love it. You with me? Oh, I'm so with you on that. <laughs> I knew you would be. You're a man that's always down to serve. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> now, before I unload a whole host of questions on you is there anything on your heart that you'd like to express i would i would like to express my sincere gratitude for having being steered in your direction brother Like life has steered me in your direction and, and I appreciate life for that. Life has a way of bringing the right people together at just the right time from my experience and everything of the experience that I've had in my relationship with you has supported me in that belief. And yet again, we come together at a specific point in my journey where I have this sense that this conversation is going to greatly serve me. So thank you, John, for being someone that getting to know, getting to hear from has greatly served me. And I'm looking forward to unloading this whole host of questions on you. Oh, cool. <laughs> I love surprises. So I'm going to begin with just laying it all out on the table. Okay, I'm just going to just tell you everything that's been coming up, going on. Um, it's there's a bit of length to this story, but I think it's important that I, I provide some context and backstory. John, about a year and a half, a year and a half to two years ago, around the time actually that we first met in person, I was in what I would describe as my greatest physical shape. When you first met me, you knew me at perhaps one of my leanest times, lowest body fat percentages. I was relatively strong, I'd like to think. And I felt, I felt good physically. Um, at this time, I think I was expressing what 
a lot of people seek to in themselves. Things like discipline, commitment to so-called healthy eating, a consistent workout regimen, which to this day has been the case. But there was always one problem. And that was my relationship to food. Because you see, the approach that I took on to actualize this physical fitness, again, being lean, six-pack abs, being able to even lift some pretty decent weight at that body weight. The approach I take, took on entailed some dis-ease and unhappiness when it came to how I was relating, thinking about connecting with food. Um, there was a time when this came easy, this approach of being very regiment, having very strict guidelines, eating at a certain time, fasting for a certain amount of durations, fasting for a certain set amount of time, and restricting a whole ton of types of foods. I, um, I was primarily on a very low-carb diet, keto for the most part, um, I want to say again, this, this worked for me, um, for what it was that I was seeking to, to express this, this physical fitness, but my friend, the suffering, and I don't put that word lightly because I've experienced some very deep emotional pain, um, around food some strong feelings of guilt and shame, seeing that translate into being at a lower frequency, being less happy, and that affecting my relationships. I would have to say has been probably one of the most challenging things about this is the fact that I've seen how I was feeling because of something I may have ate or may have not eaten affect me in a way that led to me bringing less love to the people that I cared about in my life. And that I always knew was a huge problem. So at a certain point, what became more important to me than just being physically fit was healing this relationship that I had with this, this thing in my life so that it no longer caused me to one, suffer within myself in the ways that I have, as well as affect me in a way that got in the way of some of the most important relationships in my life. I've had some days that could have been amazing, celebrations even, like days that were supposed to be an amazing day. Absolutely fucked up because I was in my head about this shit. And that, again, was the toughest thing that I had to go through, that I've gone through, I've been going through um, as a result of this. Somewhere along this line, I came across 
what I believed and what I still believe is going to be of the solution. And that's what I call, that's what's being called intuitive eating. Are you familiar with the principles behind intuitive eating? Sure. My understanding of it entails letting go of the rules, our food rules, that may impede our ability to actually tune into what our body needs at a time, not just our body, but what our being is asking for at a time. And being able to tune into that and know what that is requires us to let go of all these ideas that we have about what we should and shouldn't be eating. Simple example, if I was following this rule of I am only supposed to eat between 12 and 6 or 12 and 8, which I was doing for so long. Then what if at 11 a.m. my soul was calling for something, but I was too ignorant. I wasn't lack. I was lacking the awareness to identify that because I had these rules. And furthermore, what this I feel like the problem that this creates is that those feelings of guilt and shame is directly a function to feeling like one doesn't have self-control or will when they break their so-called food rules. The last thing I'll say to this approach of intuitive eating is that from my experiences, restriction and indulgence, overindulgence even, restriction and temptation are two sides of the same coin. Meaning the more we restrict something for our, in our lives, the more power, in fact, we give it. Because whereas we may feel like we're exercising this power to restrict it, even that belief, that need of thinking that I can't eat carbs or I'm not going to eat carbs is giving carbs all the power. And now that becomes this forbidden fruit that we desire even more. And we get caught up in this cycle of restrict, perhaps indulge. And for me, what I've experienced is spirals of guilt as a result. So I know you're feeling this. I know you know all about this. And this is exactly why I'm here having this conversation with you. I want a lot of things but I'll sum it up with this. I want to be physically fit. I want to be physically strong. I want to feel fucking fantastic, but I want a healthy, positive, happy relationship with food, which I've been struggling to consistently feel for any long stretch of time for, for, I don't know how long for, for a very long time. And the last, year and a half has been quite a journey, um, a lot of growth in this area, but also a lot of struggle in that, John, I'm no longer in the best shape of my life. I gained a lot of weight 
in this last year and a half. Um, and it began to happen. In fact, when I actually tried to adopt this intuitive eating approach by taking off the restrictions and that led into, I'm not blaming the approach, but that led into this behavior pattern that it hurts to even just think about how, how much time and, and time was lost and how much just time I spent in this hole of binging. And I want to be completely done with this, bro. I, I, I am ready to be just completely done with this. I've been ready for that for so long, but I'll, some part of me probably isn't if I've been reverting back to it and I'm, I'm just ready, bro. I'm ready for this relationship with food to be healed for, for once and for all. You have to let go of these ideas about food. Yes, we've been trained incorrectly about food. We've been told all of these things about food that our food is like coming from the proteins and the carbs and the fats. And this is not the food. This is not the nourishment. And once you start getting into the authentic nourishment, which you are really into, the food is going to have to be dealt with. And that's just what's happening right now, because it comes eventually that you, as you rise up your frequency, you rise up your vibration as you are constantly practicing, that the, the darkness has to come to the light. The weakness has to come up. Whatever's stopping me has to be dealt with. It has to be brought up. And so it's coming up. So this is the problem that you haven't gotten really control of. You, you were controlling it because you were like putting boundaries on yourself. And this is controlling it with the masculine mind. But this is not, this is not, this is, polarized this is doing it through control this is all masculine the masculine is a decision maker yes i'm deciding i'm eating at this time and i'm not eating at this you can live this way for a while but then the other side it has to swing the law of nature is there's always two poles and the power is always swinging between the poles. It goes from one pole to the other pole. This is the law of rhythm. It goes like this. So the power is here. The power is there. The power is here. The power is there. This is how the power goes. There is one power. It goes from one pole to the other pole. 
So if we try to polarize ourselves in a decision, like I am going to live like this. Yes, we can do it for a while and force this over our body physically. But the law of rhythm states that it will have to come back to the other pole beyond your control, regardless of your ability to control it. It will swing the other way. So if we try to do it just through disciplines, which is what they try to tell you is what it is, that you will always fail if you follow this way. Because the law of disciplines is trying to tell you that this is, the, this is how you do it and this is what's going to happen. And you believe it. And so you believe it. So you make it your reality. And it lasts for three months or six months or three years. But eventually it goes to the other side. And you must go with what you feel, not what you think. I just feel I'm eating out of control. I feel I need to eat. I feel I need to eat. My body needs to eat. Because I've held it off so long. It swings violently to the other side. So the only way that, that you know, we can't force something away. It's like, it's like a drug dealer is successful if he is selling his stuff, but he's not sniffing at all. Then his stuff is selling. He doesn't sniff at all right? It, it, it's to be around it, but not to be controlled by it. So to be around the food, and yes, I, I can have the food on the weekend, but I cannot have it today. It's a compromise. We have to compromise. We cannot Change energy. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. And that the whole is the day and the night. You must have both. must honor the masculine and the feminine. You must determine that there is a time that I'm going to commit. And there is a time where I'm going to allow her. I need to create a new boundary in my life. I need to honor that boundary and practice it. And through the practice, I will make new decisions with food. But the truth is, we've been told all of these things about food. The truth is, we've been told all of these things about food. The truth is that there's many people lived three months without food. There is many, much less people live three weeks without water. And there's much less people live three minutes without air. So what is the true authentic pilot of the being? It's air and water is the authentic nutrition. We've been sold a whole pile of shit. And when you eat that shit for 30 or 40 years, you'll see what will happen to you and you'll know what is happening. 
and you'll be you'll begin to know that what you've been eating has been killing you. So you know all you measure is the protein and the carbon, the fat, but none of this is alive. And the only thing that matters is whether or not it is alive. And you haven't even talked about the proteins, carbs, and fats, because they can be dead or alive. You can talk about them in the dead or in the alive, but they don't count in the dead. It's like you're talking about the weight of the food and you're talking about the colors of the food. Yeah, there's the, the, the food has this color and yes, the food has this weight, but that's not the, the gravity of the food. The food only has value in it if it has life in it. Else it has no value for you except it serves to burn your addiction. It serves to take your money and your health. We've been sold into food. True, truly, we were, lit, we were eating fruit. And, and then, you know, about 10,000 years ago, we got into civilization and we started to bake bread. And then when we started to bake bread, we, we started to move to kind of glucose because flour could sit on the shelf forever. And so fruits and vegetables and live food became cost ineffective and got priced out of the marketplace, priced out of sense, business, corporation, money, selling flour, selling flour goods, animal stock, the, the whole selling of animals and the taking of their milk, the harnessing and the selling of these foods and products overtook the, the live fruit, fruits and vegetables that we were eating. And we started to eat the dead. And this is when we started to die. We got addicted to it. And then when we come to 40 or 50, we've got an addiction to it. And we need to, we need to overcome our addiction to it. And that means leaving all of the ideas that were given about it. They're all false. The, the true authentic energy of the human being is atomic in the, at, at the atom level. The electron spins around the proton. This is the energy of the human. It's, it's, a, it's electromagnetic energy, the electron spinning around this, the, the, the proton. It, it, it go, it's attracted to it and it falls over it. And it's attracted to it again, and it falls over it. This is eternity. It's masculine and feminine. It's, it's, a, it's an electron that spins. This is life. 
the sun sends light energy to the water and the water, the electron in the water adjusts from H2O and shares an electron. That shared electron is the nourishment of life, all life. It has nothing to do with calories, proteins. This whole idea has been sold. I feel a sense of curiosity around this approach, this way of being. And I also recognize there's an aspect of my psyche that wants to resist that. So I want to acknowledge a couple things here. One, it sometimes feels like the way that you speak to food makes it out to be the enemy. This toxic substance that we're putting in our body that is doing us harm. Now, I want to come back to the idea that are we not just giving it that power in our belief in that? It comes like this. If we expect something to have some sort of repercussionary effect on us, some consequence to us, and we go on ahead and eat that, we're living out these lives where we believe there's all these things that are bad for us, and yet we do them anyway, because that's what the vast majority of the population is doing, are we not going to just create this, this effect in our body by thinking that this so-called food is bad for me? And I think the perfect example I can use here is, and you may want to get in the physiology of this, or you might want to consider that there's something deeper at stake here, but I think the perfect example is you see people who eat a whole ton of food and don't gain a single pound and you have other people on the other end of the spectrum that no matter what they try to do with diet and belief restriction is king, brother belief is king yes belief is king however there is something that does change over time and over time the hormone profile of the being will decline and over time, then the, the physical results of the being are going to be compromised by the change of hormone profile. So at some point, over 40, over 50, the being is going to have to deal with less. How do we tune into what's right for us at the time? Well, intuitive reading would be a good way to go. But, but you know, what, what I want to say is the, the way to develop intuitive eating is to have some sort of system that allows you to practice discipline and not, and to practice it all the time. Because you're going to have to get used to eating 
and not eating. That's what's going to have to happen. You're going to have to be able to eat, and that's okay, and then not eat, and that's okay too. So you have to have some sort of practice that allows you to do that. You have to have some sort of understanding that allows you to do that. Now, you know, as far as belief, yes, belief is true. But I'll tell you this because, I mean, you're, you're 30, right? Just about. Yeah. So, so this is a thing that came on to me at 40. Okay, so I, I didn't understand this at 30. And at 35, I was starting to see symptoms of this. But it wasn't until 40 that the, the bottom dropped out in my life. Right? So, yeah, you can say it's not a problem to eat these burgers and fries, whatever you want to eat. But I'll tell you that over time, what was won't be anymore. That I can tell you. I can't change anyone that's in a different forte with thoughts about age. So, you know, there's a difference in age as far as I'm concerned, but that may or may not be a limitation that you hold in your mind. And you may believe that you can just believe beyond that, but I'm going to say that you cannot. That is my belief. I believe that by the time you are 40, you will see that it makes a difference whether you eat food live or not, regardless of what you believe. I'm going to say that it's going to make a difference in your life after 40, after 50, what choices you made today with food being live or dead. This is what's going to matter, and not whether it's brown or white or four calories, or 10 calories, or five macronutrients, or protein, or fat grains. I'm telling you that what you're thinking about food is false. And I'm not demonizing food. All I'm saying, because I eat food. I'm not demonizing food. And so I'm, I, I, I want to try to now soften my message to, to make it feel like it's, you know, it's not so much against food. But, but this is the thing is like every message that you get from the general population from when you're born is that food is what you need and it's good for you. And you shouldn't take it away from it. You're a part of the consumerism wheel if you're buying that story that you need to have three meals a day or five and that your health is determined by you getting, 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 getting. And it has nothing to do with you eliminating anything at all. That's what nutrition is. Consumption. What are you going to get today? What else is it about nutrition? This is a, a one-sided view of reality. This is not nutrition. I talk about authentic nutrition has to have two sides. What does that mean, authentic nutrition? 
You have to nourish the body and eliminate the waste. It's not only what comes in. This is the consumption protocol that they've taught you, the program that you need to get something to be better, that the best isn't already in you, that you need to buy your best at the store. Go and buy it. No. What I'm saying is authentic nutrition is the photon of light coming from the sun or it's the photon of light that you create within your own solar plexus. That the, the true authentic nutrition is within you and around you all of the time. The true authentic nutrition is hydration, oxidase, oxidation, and alkalinity. The authentic nutrition is the spark of light that comes from our sun or the spark of decision that you make within your heart. That is authentic nutrition. And once you take the food away, you'll begin to see what really propels the being. And you won't know until you take the food away. And you won't think to take the food away of all these brainwashed ideas that'll hold you back and protect you to hold on to the food. Because just like when the cigarette smoker or the heroin addict is popping that heroin in their arm, they will justify it and think that the person that's not is wrong or it's wrong for them. That's what the heroin addict will think. That's how sick they fucking are. Eating all that shit. Fucking sm sniffing up all that glue up their fucking nose and then telling you when you're not eating it that you need to eat more of it. <laughs> We're all high on it. That's why you're talking about it like that. Bro, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in. Come on, um, then we'll have a talk. <laughs> John, one place that you and I agree most certainly is that we are deceived by our ideas of how much food we might just need or how much we actually need food. I have more than one reason to believe one of them sitting in front of me, but I have more than one reason to believe that we can, we can thrive, we can do well with less food than we may think we do. And I say half food. Say again? Half food. Half food? Half food. I say half food. Okay, interesting. Let's we go might, half food. We might explore Let's that. Let's um, go half food. The other thing I want to consider is that there's this possibility, I, I think, um, definitely something that I've considered, that the higher our vibration rises, the less that we need. And that's right. Might, I want to really emphasize that it may not be that you need to eat less to raise your vibration as much as it might be as you rise your vibration, you will need less. I think they go hand in hand. So I don't want to say it's a one-way relationship. Um, 
again i've i've had reason to believe that and simply put like i've had these days outside where i was high vibe and feeling amazing and i i went the whole day without eating much and i i just it kind of dawned on me like how am i still going and i didn't eat so and that's right as soon as you start to stop eating a little bit and you start spending three or four days a week practicing that you'll start to recognize different things now what i really want to bring into this conversation and again a very personal matter to me is what feels like a conflict between this approach of hot food okay and perhaps maybe feeling lighter okay how that may be seemingly in contradiction to the desire to lift a whole bunch of weight, to be strong, to be physically strong. That's another sales pitch. That's the other sales pitch. They piggybacked one on top of the other. Yeah, they I want to just, before you go on, I want to jump in here with, if anyone hears this, this is coming from an ex-Mr. Universe, is it? I was in the Mr. Universe competition 25 years ago. Over to, over 25 years ago. So I, I can tell you all about that big body thing. And I'll tell you that Arnold Schwarzenegger is 75 years old. I'll tell you how old that big body idea is. It's 100 years old, maybe. That idea has been sold to you over the last 100 years. Because prior to that, you never ate that shit. You never even respected that body. It was, it was, a, it was a full-figured woman. This was a different vision. Like, it's whatever they painted in front of you. So they painted these big muscle bodies, and they told you you have to be big. And you have to have muscles and you have to lift weight. And this is how you are good. And this is how you judge your strength. This is how you judge your value and your worth and your six-pack abs. Like, I'm not against it. I like to be lean too. I like to be fit and lean. But listen, this is what I would say is let go of the I need to be more than I am idea as soon as you can. Unpack isn't this there idea. something empowering in wanting to grow even in this way so this is this is what i would say it's it's a younger man's thing hmm. when you're in your youth you want to challenge yourself physically you want to be as big as you can be you want to push as much as you can you want to grab as much as you can you want to show how much you can get and then after this you're going to come to a place where you're going to say you know what i don't need to be bigger than anything anymore I need to be my best me and accept me who I am. And that may not happen at 30. It may not happen at 40. It may not happen till 50. But at some point, you're going to come to this point where you're going to put this one away, where you're going to say like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Like you can lift some weights. You can lift weights. You don't need to lift more weights. I lifted weights until I tore a pick off of my mouth of my body. Doing this. I did this until I have a hole in my body. 
from this. I was bench pressing 400 pounds. I tore my muscle off of my body. My wife was in the hospital with my second child. I was at the gym, bench pressing 400 pounds. Tore my pec off my body. You know what? I didn't fix it. I didn't get the surgery to fix it because I said, you're a fucking idiot. Stop being a fucking idiot. I think I was 32, 31, 32 when that happened. I don't do that anymore. And I don't subscribe or, or teach this. You know, this overload principle has been sold to you. I'll tell you the overload principle. They're going to teach it to you because, because it, 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 uh, it sells the whole NBA, NFL, the whole combine, the whole, the whole sports and fitness industry. You know, if I give protein powder to these 18, 19, and 20-year-old kids and I jump them on boxes and I put bench presses on them and I see how much they can bench press and run the 40-yard dash in, and, and I see what, what makes them go more and which gen and tells them which protein powders and which protein products. And then I take that information and I sell it to the population who's over 40 or 50 that buys it, who doesn't have the profile to support it, nor is taking the steroids that those men are taking. And this is the nutrition plan and the diet program and the exercise plan and the media that everyone is supposed to be like take part in and if you're not a part of this you're not good this is this is how it is you get caught in it and until you break your toe from it like until i until i got 40 and my body was broken from it i tore off my peck i tore off my body i tore up my whole life with that idea push yourself and eat protein push yourself and eat protein broke up my whole fucking life with it Then I said, what is this? This is, this is something is wrong. And I started to make it right. And everything that I've learned that's made it right has not been that. So you can hold on to it if you like, but I'm not going to be holding on to that. Like, we have to talk about that. If you want to run a podcast, you have to talk about proteins and carbs and grams and fats. And we have to talk, we have to, people have to understand that there is a science like this, but they have to understand that there is also an authentic science. There's a science that talks about the energy of the being, not the physical cells, not the mental structures, but the energy, like the energy that's, the emotional body. There's some emotional attachment to food. And when we take it away, we're going to have to deal with that emotional stuff, that energy part. When we take away the food, we deal with the energy part, then we relax and eat and integrate. And then we take it away again. And then we relax and eat and integrate. This is the process of learning how to balance your food is to have it and to not have it, is to take it and then take it away. Practice both. Eat it, eat what you should, eat overeat, decide that's not good, don't do that, put that back in, take that out, eat on that on the weekends, 
and then back to your raw juices and your fruits during the week. Most of the time living on live food. You must take live nutrition to support a live being. Now, where does this fit into being as physically high performing as possible? Because before you get started on that, I, I want to say I agree with, say again. I can perform. Let's go. Let's have a fucking race right now. I'll race you right now. Let's go. Let's go. Come to Costa Rica. Let's have a foot race right now. I'm 50. Let's have a fucking foot race right now. Let's see about performance. Let's set up a box jump right here, right now. Let's see who could jump on a higher box. So here's where I'm coming in. Um, I love versatile all around performance. I'm not just talking about how much can you bench press. And I want to say I agree with you. I'm not going to be able to bench press as much. That's not, see, for me, that's not even physical performance in itself, right? That's, exactly. that's one aspect. Um, exactly. I'm talking about how strong, how capable are you as a human being? More than ever. More than ever. In, but it, we're talking flexibility. Mm-hmm. We're talking pain-free mobility. We're talking energy. We're talking enthusiasm. We're talking optimism. We're talking patience. We're talking a change of the energetic body. It's not about how much I can lift. I don't need to lift more than I can lift than I do now. It's not about how much I can lift. I can lift everything I need. I've got way more energy now on live food, on half food. Than I did the energy that I was failing in my life with and my relationships with. And so why hold on to it? If it's a broken thing, if I can't see that I've got a broken thing, you know why I've got a broken thing? Because I've got some broken ideas in my mind. This is why I've got a broken thing because I've been sold broken ideas. And if I keep living with broken ideas, eventually, Something's going to break. And until I let go of the broken ideas and get some off in myself. So we can't continue forward the same way we came. So if this is the way that, that, you know, the person that has the problem thinks, well, we have, we have got to not honor that. You can't fix the problem in the same consciousness. No, no. So if you want to fix this problem, the only way it can fix is if you allow somebody else's idea a place in your mind. This only way. And so the only way you can do it is model it for someone. You can't tell someone. They won't listen. If you try to tell them, they won't listen. As soon as you try to tell someone, they think you're trying to sell them something. You have to wait for them to ask the right question. You can only, you can only demonstrate 
and wait for them to ask the right question. It still seems as though there is a pick and choose here, a sacrifice for that, that one aspect of physical performance. Again, I just want to say oh, that it's one facet of physical performance. Yeah, say okay. again. Yeah, one facet, like strength, like overall brute strength lift, powerful lift. Maybe you're going to lift more on protein. Maybe. I don't know. The strongest man in the world, I think, right now is a vegan. I'm not sure. You have to do some research to, to, to prove that. But, like, you know, I, 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 I don't lift as much, but I also don't train or think that way any longer. So, you know, I would recommend that, that we kind of get out of this school of thought that, that we, we're measuring by, by our physical things this way. we yeah. got to get away from the physical measures. This is how... This is how we're measuring, and that's the trouble. It's like well, what we need to measure is how you're feeling. Like yeah. if you could use your feeling center as your measure. Like I don't feel good. That's how you know it's not good. My life's not working. That's how you know it doesn't work. It's broken. So then you don't keep using it and holding on to it and trying to defend it. That's how you justify it and stay in it. So for you, it's just holding so in high importance and priority to how you feel. You have to, yes, you've got to let go of the external judgment. Like this is how we've learned from life. Like our parents said we were good. Our teachers said we were good. We got measured. We, we weighed ourselves. We, they gave us the, the, the information, and then they tested us on it, and then they told you you were good. You got an A. This is how you learned you were good, from, from an external source. And you never learned how to take an internal reference point, to take the energy from within you, the intuitive eating. You never learned how to listen to the energy inside. Now, when you take the food away, then you start to find the internal nourishment, the authentic nourishment. You find it in the absence of food. It's not until you take some days away, but you've been so brainwashed into this food idea and addicted to it and defending it that you won't look beyond it to see what's on the other side. And everyone that's made an impact on this planet has stepped over into the fasting side. Because this is where you connect with the energy mm -hmm. that is not physical. You take the physical nourishment away and you find the authentic nourishment, the metaphysical nourishment. The internal spark, your solar plexus, your decision in your masculine mind. What have you decided in this moment to focus your imagination upon? What are you growing right now? Worrying about your food or love? Trying to get the answer or believing that you have it? 
thinking that you don't have it or believing that it's within you? Believing that someone else has it or believing that you have it? Which one are you in? In this moment, in this moment, this is the practice. The practice of being in belief of self in each moment or in belief of what something else is judging me. How much money I got in the bank account? How, what car I got I'm driving? What clothes I got? How many calories I got? How much I can bench press? How, how many girls I got? Like, you're just playing the same game. How is it a different game? You're calling it a different game because you're calling it high performance. It's peak performance. It's, it's peak bullshit. It's a story, bro. What about when it feels good to create for something in your life? It is good to create for something in your life. Absolutely. And it's good to create something physical in your life. That's not bad. And it's good to feel good about your, your what you're for. Yes, it's good. You want to go for your performance. But I would go for your performance on a vegan diet. Go If you want to go for your performance, do it on a vegan diet. Do it in a way that doesn't really disrupt the rest of the planet so much. We don't need to have a conversation around morality and what's best for the planet. But do you think that that's optimal for everyone's body given the stage that they're in? Yeah, I mean, if you feel like you want to do some fish on the weekend, do some fish on the weekend. But, but truthfully, the body, if you want to argue with the science of this, if you want to play this thought game, if, if you want to play this, this thought game, well, protein, why, why does the body digest it down? What is, it digested, what is it digested down to? Amino acids. Right. Right. So what does it have to do with protein anyway? So, yeah, there's no protein in the apple, but check the apple for the, pro, for the amino acid profile. They're all there. What, what, are you, what are you trying to tell me with the protein? Like, this is, this is your misconception of the information. I assure you of that. It's that, it's that you don't understand the nutrition. But, you, but, but because you've been told by the media that you need this protein and you need this thing and you think this and you're addicted to it, you're justifying it, but you don't really understand it. Because if you understood it, you'd, you'd understand, well, what is the logic then of consumption of the protein if now I've got to create the digestive enzyme to break the protein apart to get the amino acid? So why would, my, why would I need to invest energy in the digestion of protein when I could get live amino acid in the apple? Sufficient amounts? That's right. This is a game. This is a game. This is what you have been believed to believe. That you believe that your body takes in protein from a dead animal and makes a live protein inside of the body. You believe that. You believe that you can take a dead chicken and you can eat it and your body can make a live chicken cell inside of you from it. You believe that. I don't. 
In fact, I know that that's not how the body creates a cell. A body creates a cell from cellular division. It has nothing to do with food. As a matter of fact, check out cellular division when fasting. Check it out. Do, this, do, the, do the work, brother. I think most people are still at the stage of wanting to understand and optimize based on the science and what they're being taught and what they're learning. They need a new science. They need a new science. We need to show them the old science. This is the old science. This is what we know. We need to clearly articulate what they know. So they know that we know about it. Here it is. This is what you need to do. Like, this is what they tell you. You need to increase your muscle mass because you got to speed up your metabolism so that your body can burn more calories, so that you can eat more food, because that's what happiness is all about, eating more food. Consumption. Consume more. That's great. Pleasure. That's the bullshit, bro. So you can be a part of selling the bullshit or you can start selling the truth. This is what the bullshit is. This is what I told people for 25 years. And then I woke up. And now I'm starting to recognize what people, they need to hear the story of bullshit. They need to know that we know the bullshit. You need to know that I ate the bullshit. I ate more protein. I ate a dozen eggs in the morning and a dozen eggs at night. What, what are you going to tell me about protein? Plus chicken and fish and ground beef during the day. By the time I was 40, I had enough protein in me to be 60. And I'll tell you what it felt like. And now I'm 50 and all of that shit's out of me. And I'm telling you what I'm not going to tell anyone is that horse shit. It's not about protein. If anything, okay. it's about amino acid. I want to we shift there. Um, because, again, this is a conversation I know other people need to hear. The, the idea that we, we need more of this than we actually do. I'm 100% on board and in agreement with you there. But I actually want to, again, for personal matters and personal endeavors shift to the conversation of how it feels within the body because i am 100 there with you when you say you make that your priority how you feel physically um i've noticed this this fork in the road that i've been presented with more than once now where it feels like one of these directions will support feeling lighter is how I'm going to call it. Okay, let's say have that fruit instead, have that fruit smoothie. And trust me, I've, I've been through this more than once. I can go down that route of having that smoothie and I will feel lighter. But there's something about this alternative 
of let's say three eggs and almond bread that feels more satiating what do you have for me emotional emotional yeah really absolutely entirely yeah, you've learned you've learned that yeah you've, you've learned that from from 30 years of life from from childhood, from your mother, you love your mother. Your mother used to feed you that way. It's your mother's love. It's your father's love. It's your family love. It's your family. It's it's your life, brother. That I'm not saying you need to give it up. I'm saying you need to honor both. You need to honor both the fast. What? Yeah, but. four days of the week you need to fast. And three days, you can have those things. But isn't that just exercising more rules to, to get away from it? No, it's not. Because I've done that. But right. it, it kept but me it's trapped in this relationship. Because it's not that. Because it's not that. Because what you did before was you polarized yourself to one side alone. And what I'm suggesting is you need to polarize yourself. You need to allow yourself to swing to both poles. You need to have some discipline time and you need to have some honoring of the things that you want time. Every single week, you need to practice this way in order to find your drifty, your sangsara, your perfect enlightenment, your perfect balance for you right now. Mm -hmm. You need to practice fasting and not. Fasting and not. You need to practice both for three months, six months, one year. Then you're going to know. In a year or two, you're going to know real good how much of each is good. You're going to decide for yourself this way. You're the big thing I'm getting from you is the, the masculine, the, the exercising of that masculine intention fits yes. into this. You, you exercise this intention and then you allow the feminine to come in and then you take her back on Monday and discipline her again. And this way you're training the both sides of yourself. Mm -hmm. This is but it's how the masculine that gets to decide when the feminine gets to be. This is how it is. This is authentic. This is how it is. I'm talking about authentic nutrition. It's not what you know, it's what you don't know. So I want to come back to that fork in the road. I, listen inside. I you truly feel like there are moments where given those two options, I end up feeling 
And I, I want to actually really drill down here. If you truly believe this is all emotional, given those two options of lighter food and something a little bit more dense, this option has me feeling in some way more physically satiated and energized. Fine. Because you've been doing it for 30 years. You think that's just adaptation? Conditioning? Brother, if you, if you, if you start smoking a cigarette every single day, at hey, first you're going to say that. that's shit. But in three weeks, you're going to need to have 10 cigarettes a day. In three weeks, you're going to need it. It's not mean it's good for you. Is your body will attenuate to it. So you're saying adopting this approach is going to entail some discomfort at first? At first? Brother, you have discomfort right now. Choose your discomfort. Stay with your discomfort or choose a discomfort that's going to make you better. Your choice, brother. That hunger is learnt. Hunger is learnt. Yes. Yeah. You were you you learnt it. The human, if you put the baby in the room with the chicken and the grapes, they don't eat the chicken. Until dad said you gotta eat the chicken to be big and strong, you didn't eat it. You didn't eat it. Until you took that belief that that makes you big and strong. And now you believe it to the point you protect it. So you believe it so much. It's your reality. Yes, it's your reality. That's okay. You can have that reality. But I'm talking about another one. There's another one. Possible. But only if you go there and choose it. But if you want to hold what you got, cling to it, brother. Cling to what you know. It's, it's everybody's choice to stay right where they are. I want to say again, everything that you're describing very, very closely, not exactly, but closely, um, in some ways, in other words, not so much, aligns with approaches that I've taken in the past. And I feel like that's played into that pendulum swinging a little bit too far off in the other direction. Yes, exactly. So I'm afraid that I'm going to go fall into the pit because I fell into the pit last time. I know it's fear that stops us. I'm afraid to step out there because I'll fall into the pit. Yeah, I know. It's a scary thing over there. How do we bring it back into balance so it's not those two extremes? You know how you do it is you, you step off into it and then sometimes you make a little step in a poo. <laughs> <laughs> and you clean up.
And then you clean it up and then you say, I'm going to do that again. <laughs> Done stepping in. Or, or you have a conscious conversation and you talk about it. <laughs> yeah. You have a conscious, a conscious conversation and you talk about it. And that's, what, and that's the thing. Because hindsight's 2020. When you when you when you can look back at it, it makes it simpler. But what you know when you're going through it, you got to go through the doo doo before you come to realize the 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 authentic truth. Everyone Sum has it all to up for me. What is that authentic truth? That 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 the energy of health is your solar plexus decision. I am growing in health. I am getting healthy. This is the way that I'm doing it. I believe in my way and not in the ways of the world. And through repetition, you form a belief in your way. But you have to first practice a way and then decide on a way for yourself. Make your own choices and decisions. And then you making, you're carving your way. This is what I believe. This is what I'm doing. It's decision making. And it takes like some time to come to those decisions with food or whatever it is in my life with my children. I have to believe in myself. I have to choose love for myself in each moment, in each situation with my child, with my food, with my work, with my partner, with my client, with the, the next human that I'm in relationship with. I have to choose to be in a loving intention in each of those situations as often as I can. This will make me more joy-filled. But understanding that the pendulum swings, that if you polarize yourself in all of these situations to be joy-filled, then you must take some time to just Rest and incubate and heal that energy again every day. Come back to it. Nurture it. Rest with it. Repower yourself. You have to have a power generating site for yourself, for your own creation of authentic energy for you. Your own energy building session every day, you build your energy. This is your nutrition, your little garden. You nurture it every day. And if you focus on it, it'll grow. And you grow it inside of yourself. And it will grow bigger and bigger and stronger if you nurture it every day. If you come to your thought garden, this is the authentic nutrition, the dialogue that you say to yourself. The more sad stories I'm telling myself, the more 
food, physical nourishment I'll need to, to co compensate. The more I feed myself, nourish myself with sad stories, the more I'll need physical nourishment to offset it. If I feed my, my heart and soul with nothing but authentic nutrition, the language of love, then my soul and my, my energy will be high from the internal spark within. And thus I won't need an external nutrition. Only when I sit and lament over the problem that I have, will I need to make myself feel better. This is emotional. And when we change our energy and we rise in frequency, we will need less of it. It's not going to be gone like this. But through the practice of this, taking and not taking, taking and not taking, practicing this, I will come to the way that is right for me. My decision will be made. It's going to take, it's a two to five year plan. This is what we're talking about with natural healing and, and ideal health, optimal health. You're looking at a two to five year plan. It's not a six week, it's not a six week quick fix. In a six week, you can learn the foundational ideas. But by taking the ideas and sitting with the ideas, you grow in the idea. If I say to you, all of humanness is one energy. It's one being. It's one being, one entity that's divided itself into two, masculine and feminine, so that it can entwine itself in love. If I tell you that the human is one being, if I say this to you while you breathe, and you breathe with this idea, and you, and you hold this idea in your mind, you start to image it in your imagination. It comes into your imagination, into your magic place, your creative place. If you bring this idea into your creative place, that this idea will expand you. And if you bring this idea into your creative space every day, that your mind will be expanded by this idea over days, more and more and more. So as to hold an idea in the mind, that is love-filled, authentic, expansion, original, or to hold this idea that I, I cannot control my food. Now, which one is going to nurture this being more? Which one is going to nourish this being? Which thought? And which one are you giving power to? I'm not in control of my food yet. I don't know how to control my food. This one, or I'm impossibly all-knowing and I will overcome this in my life. Which one are you giving power to today? I choose that one. Thank you for being a beacon of that power, that message, that truth, bro. I love you. I love what you stand for. I love the 
example that you set, the way that you coach, that you guide? Brother, what a healing. Thank you for entertaining me and playing a little bit of devil's advocate over here. Thank you for, for I don't want pushing you not me. Feel you. Thank you for pushing me, brother. It, ha it, it has to be said, and the only, only way it can be said is if someone asks the question. I think I know what I need to do. Nice. Nice. Thunders, that is going to be all for this conversation that I got to have with my friend John DePaz. If you made it up until this point, I'm going to take that to mean that you felt some resonance with what was being shared, or at least are open to it. And that willingness, that openness is something I want to commend you for. And now, only you can decide what is best for yourself. And that willingness to question what is being shared by others, and perhaps even what you've held as true, is what opens up way for new perspectives and potentially greater experiences. And I think that's the invitation that's here for you, Senders consider that there's more to what is being taught to and believed by the masses and that perhaps there's a greater source of nourishment available for your soul and it's within you now before we go senders an invitation a call that goes out to those of you that are here ready to unite heard the calling of serving a higher purpose, supporting this collective in its ascension, and coming together with others who too are on this path. The Ascend Academy 2.0 was launched earlier this year and we're already off to an amazing start. We have guest teachers coming in every other week, some of your favorite spiritual teachers in the game and it's just off to such an amazing vibration energy thanks to those of you that have been a part of this thing and i'm looking forward to those of you that are about to be as well so the ascend academy 2.0 we're coming together as awakened leaders if you're interested in learning more about what's going down there what sort of events classes we have planned perhaps becoming one of our newest members Head on over to academy.togetherreascend.com to learn more and to activate your Ascend Academy membership trial. Senders, that's going to be all for this episode of the Awaken Podcast. Thank you for listening, tuning in, being here with us in this moment of our ascension. And until next time, keep ascending. <laughs>